from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're recording today remotely here in Alexandria, Virginia, as National Headquarters is working with the COVID-19 standards in effect. We're working remotely. Our entire uh, operation is still functional, and the Salvation Army is in business and doing the most good throughout the nation. We have a very special podcast that we're bringing to you today. Joining me remotely to my west is our editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings. Good to be with you and to keep up the communication during this uh, challenging time. Well, and I hope you and your family, Jeff, are doing well. And thank you for all the hard work that you're doing, uh, keeping our our program and publications uh, team uh, working in these it's circumstances. A it's a privilege to do so. But we're also uh, really glad today to invite back to our remote studios our national commander, Commissioner David Hudson. Commissioner, good morning to you and welcome. Good morning from an empty NHQ. Commissioner, we're, uh, we're very... Um, Excited to have you once again. Uh, we talked with you last week. You gave us an update of what the Salvation Army was doing nationwide. Uh, it's been another another week uh, since we've been together. And I was just wondering if you can share with our listeners uh, what's what's changed in this past week. Uh, what are what are some of the things that that you've been noticing? Well, it's uh, it's interesting. Over the last week, it's been basically the same but um, intensified and uh, increased services. Uh, Most recently, I've uh, heard from a couple of the territories, and they are now offering up any of their facilities that are usable to uh, the government at any level, federal, local, state, uh, to uh, to be used at their discretion, which includes either uh, housing or sheltering, isolation, uh, whatever the case may be uh, for, uh, uh, you know, that will benefit the public. We also open up our facilities if they're usable for for testing. We're also uh, able to go to maybe some possible testing locations uh, or maybe adjoin it to them to provide collateral services, you know, like food, uh, cleaning supplies, etc., uh, in Chicago, the Salvation Army is coordinating the response for COVID-19. Uh, in the West, we know that we, uh, in the city of Los Angeles especially, we've increased our sheltering capacity by over 1,000 beds per night. We continue to offer services for uh, uh, daycare, childcare services for first responders and for healthcare providers uh, to free these people up so that they can continue their 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 service uh, to provide uh, health care uh, to people uh, around the country. Uh, so those are some of the things that are continuing to happen. 
and as unique situations arise around the country, the Army is able to respond uniquely. So what happens in maybe Portland may be different from what's happening in Honolulu uh, or in Denver or Chicago or Atlanta. What are some of the encouraging things that you are seeing that the Salvation Army is doing uh, that, that are affecting the public and that the public is noticing? The Army is at its best when faced with crisis situations, whether that be uh, natural disasters uh, or uh, man-made response to uh, man-made disasters, uh, come alongside people and offer care support that's so vitally needed. And so what I was referring to is um, the Salvation Army is out serving right now, uh, meeting need at the point of need. And I'm not using that as a cliche, but the Salvation Army is a direct service provider. So what that means is assets that are given to us is able to immediately get to people in need. And I'm not trying to say that other organizations are not doing that, but a lot of other groups are set up to be uh, service providers to other agencies or or middle people. Uh, And so people give donations to them, and then they in turn give the donations to organizations that they they see where the needs are or where the response is the greatest. The Salvation Army is able to do that uh, in one step. Also, whatever donations are made locally stays locally. And so if somebody gives a donation in Atlanta, Georgia, those dollars stay in Atlanta, Georgia. And also the Salvation Army is treating this as an emergency disaster response. And so what they're doing, what that means is, is 100% of the dollars donated go directly to service with no zero administrative cost. The only administrative cost is actually the cost, the direct cost of service provided. For example, if we have to buy food, that's a direct cost. If we have to hire somebody to be at that site for distribution, it's, that's a direct cost. If we have to provide sanitation or hygiene supplies for our service providers, that's a direct cost. Otherwise, no administrative cost at all. And so what I mean by this is the Salvation Army is out serving where the greatest need is today. We are able to adapt our personnel immediately to that to the need. So everybody's job description virtually changes. We are all, regardless of what level right now, emergency service providers. We are gearing up for this direction. And so what I mean by that is that the Salvation Army is uniquely gifted because of our mission that when we see a need, our mission says to meet human needs in his name without discrimination, we adapt to immediately respond. And I believe the American people are going to see the Army's response, and the American people and the American public are going to remember the Salvation Army during this time uh, of national crisis. I just wanted to point out um, 
knowing there there's so much that goes on internally beyond behind the scenes with the army in terms of preparation i think of the eds folks the emergency disaster units across the country who are you know regularly being trained going through training and accreditation and building up their reserves for such such a time as this and it's really remarkable um interconnection of service that you're referring to, Commissioner. Could you uh, just elucidate on that a little bit? Yeah, as I, like I said, it's it's not so much, uh, you know, Salvation Army, when we respond to a disaster and people give donations to a disaster, we don't, uh, we don't take excess and bill for uh, future disasters. The donations for COVID-19 will be used for COVID-19. The same way uh, donations were made for Katrina a number of years ago or Harvey a couple of years ago was used directly for that. But what we're able to do is take the assets that we use for everyday business, whether that's people, whether that's finances, whether that is uh, vehicles or buildings or whatever the case may be, or canned food. And we're able to immediately redirect those. And then, but what we need is for people to come alongside and uh, s- replenish those supplies that we have on hand because they will very quickly go away if that doesn't happen. I have to ask also, Commissioner, I know that you're involved in so many discussions and decision-making processes and challenges. How are you uh, holding up under all this yourself? Well, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, It's interesting. Most disasters, uh, people that are responding to this disaster are not caught in it themselves. It can happen in initial days. Like, for instance, if it's an episodic thing that happens in a certain part of the United States, like Houston, uh, a couple of years ago with Harvey, obviously the initial response by the by the Salvation Army was by people in the greater Houston area that they themselves were impacted. But almost immediately, assets from around the country were able to go in to that situation and supplement the response. Well, here, we're all in this together. So yeah, I, I, I guess I'm doing the same and as well as everybody else is doing in this time. Uh, We do the best we can with what we have, but the Salvation Army in meeting human need is what we do. It's our DNA. It's like grocery stores. What they do is they provide uh, groceries, food supplies, the food chain to the American public. Uh, Airlines, which are virtually shut down now, are in the transportation business, taking people from point A to point B. We are in the people-serving business, meeting human need. And so when human need is there, we respond as we see that human need. So I'm doing fine, uh, but that's almost irrelevant what is relevant is the Salvation Army is responding to COVID-19 and working together with the government, private individuals, like organizations, working together, we will get through this sooner rather than later.
Commissioner, how can our listeners help the Salvation Army? Well, right now we need about three things. Uh, We need non-perishable food items. Uh, So if people, if they have extra uh, canned vegetables or uh, you know canned meats or something like that that can stay on the shelf a little while. Maybe they've uh, they have more than enough for themselves, and they they see that grocery stores are replenishing. They could make donations to their local Salvation Army so that we can get those food items directly into the hands of other people. The second is uh, hygiene supplies. Is what there's a shortage of across the country. And there's a shortage of because a lot of people probably took a little bit more than they needed. And so the demand got ahead of supply. Well, supply is slowly catching up. So if they have excess of any of these things that we can again get into the hands of people that need them. And then also financial support. Uh, Financial support to either your local Salvation Army or through our national webpage at SalvationArmyUSA.org. And if the money comes through our national uh, website, all of that money is directly uh, is given right back to the community uh, where the donor resides. So again, donations made, whether local or national, goes to serve the local Salvation Army. Commissioner, we really want to thank you for taking a few moments out of your very busy, and and we know these are trying days, uh, and we pray God's blessing for you and clarity in your thinking. Thank you for all that you're doing, uh, leading the Salvation Army nationally here. And we uh, pray that our listeners and other workers of the Salvation Army that hear this podcast can be encouraged and uh, to remember that uh, you're thought of and keep yourself safe. Uh, If you want to learn more about the Salvation Army's response to COVID-19, please visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Well, again, we want to thank Commissioner David Hudson for joining us. This is going to end uh, this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the War Cry and Peer magazine on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, we pray God's blessings over you. Keep safe, keep well, work together, support one another, uh, think about others in this time, and uh, we're going to get through this. So we say God bless you, and this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.